Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So we're doing a rock-solid study, correct? As we move into the Christmas season. And we know that Jesus Christ is rock-solid because He is the cornerstone. But we're going to look at three men again this morning, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of Daniel 3. These guys were teenagers. They were not adults like many of us. They were not just church dwellers. They were just teenagers. And so we're going to take a look at that this morning. But before we do, I love my teacher. Gosh, if I could get students to say that on the campus, can you imagine what their GPA would look like? Just by walking into a class and go, man, I love my teacher. Well, I love my teacher, and that's the Holy Spirit. I love him because he is the teacher. We're students. He's the teacher. Hmm. Kingdom people know that. That's why they always have a feast. Those who live in the world by the world, they don't know that because they want to be the teacher. But he's the teacher. So listen real close. I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit before we get into the message. And I'm going to obey him each day of my life too. By the way, the power of life and death is in your tongue. So I just set the tone for my entire week. Because I just told you and you should be doing the same thing. I'm going to obey my teacher all week. I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit every day this coming week. I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So I'm going to read some scriptures. If they apply to you, I just want you to stand as you hear a scripture that tugs at your heart. Okay? And we're going to see how the Holy Spirit is working in this house, which is a part of his kingdom. I'm not going to give you the references. I'm just going to read the scriptures. If they apply to you or something you're going through, just stand in his presence. You're going to be amazed at how the feast will show up. Scripture number one, I would seek God and to God I would commit my cause. Number two, I got to make sure everyone understood what the Holy Spirit has asked me to do. I'm going to read some scriptures. If a scripture applies to you, then I'd just like for you to stand. Let me explain it to you this way. That would be my verse. I am amazed at how people will bring their cause, but never bring it before the Lord. Let me read that verse again. So that was for me. I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause. Next verse. Is anything too hard for the Lord? need to stand next commit your way to the lord trust also in him he'll bring it to pass anybody else i'm obeying you holy spirit next be anxious for nothing and i'm not looking for the full house by the way i'm just obeying the holy spirit be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god I think there's two other verses. Ready? I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and my supplication. 
because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Last verse. And then these verses may be for some that are already standing. Here's the last verse for anyone that still desires to stand or you're waiting going, God, just give me some manna. By the way, manna is God's word. It's not something you buy in the store. Manna is God's word. Here we go. You ready? Holy Spirit. This is for someone in this house. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Let's pray. Father, many of us are standing not because a pastor is speaking, but because you are speaking to us. I thank you for those verses that you've just dropped down into our hearts this morning. And I thank you for willing people to simply say, I'm standing on the rock, Christ Jesus. I'll take that verse and I'm going to apply it to my life. Father, we all have situations, circumstances that we're facing, events that are challenging. And without the rock, without the manna, without you as our cornerstone, there's really no way. But we thank you this morning that you're the way maker and you're going to make a way for individuals throughout this room throughout this auditorium, into the lives of their children, into the lives of grandchildren, into the lives of their friends, simply because they've obeyed the teacher. Holy Spirit, we honor you this morning, and we thank you for your presence in this house. And God's people said, amen. Turn to someone and say, keep standing. But, but you, you may be seated, right? C- continue to stand on the promises of God. I don't want you to remain standing for the rest of the message. But I do want you to stand on God's word. Now this is a really important day for all of us. And I'll tell you more about that at the end. So if I'm done within five minutes. And you don't see me. It's because I've got to get somewhere. To find out if I'm in or if I'm out. How many know there's something better than college football? You can know right now. Oh some of you now know where I was going. You can know right now where you're going if your last breath is being taken. I do not want to wait and go, let me see, did I make it? (laughs) Thank God we don't have to go before a panel. If you've been before the, come on church. If you've been before the cross, you're in. If you've confessed your sins and received Christ as Savior and Lord, you're in. You don't have to see what the panel says. You don't have to go along with what your friends say. If you've been to the cross and your sins have been covered and you have received Christ as your Savior, you're on your way home. Enjoy the feast on the way. And then share the goods with others. I.e., look at all the things that are going to be given away next weekend. Okay? That's just a small example. And there's much more that we want to do in the ministry. Okay, I shared with one of our men this morning, and I won't give you the exact reference. It's in Proverbs. But the Bible talks about our ability to see the needs of others, those that are in poverty moments. And if we look away, oh, my goodness, the consequences won't be on them. It'll be on us. So I'm real concerned, very interested in helping those that are going through tough times. How many know we all go through? You go in and you go through. Okay, You're going to go through it. 
And it's a process. The best way through is to know who the rock is. And the rock is Christ Jesus. Amen? All right, so if you have your Bibles, we're going to go back in now to the book of Daniel. We're going to talk about teenagers today. Isn't it fun to watch them sweat? That's why I always loved the locker room, because it smelled just right. There was no cologne in there. There was no perfume in there. There was none of that. Boy, it just was right. It smelled so good. Come on now. How many have ever been in a locker room? How many are glad you never were in a locker room? Yes, good things go on in there, things we can't talk about. We're going to go into a locker room today, and we're going to look at three men who were willing to go the distance because of what they had already experienced. In the book of uh, Daniel, we're going to go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three teenage guys. They were not adults, they were teenagers, okay? And we're going to look to see how they became rock solid. In Daniel chapter 3, and the entire story is there, you ought to really read it sometime. And if the King James is kind of like too thick and too heavy, break that down and get a different translation, okay? Break it down, get the, the New American Standard, or get the Living Bible, get the Message Bible, so that it can make sense to you, okay? And I'm not trying to offend anyone, please. That's never my desire. But just know this. Jesus did not speak in King James language. I just want to make sure if you're really a scholar of God's word, he he didn't quote the King James Bible. It wasn't even in existence at that time. All right? So make sure you're married to Christ and not your theology. Passing on some things. Because if you're married to your theology, let's remember now, those are the doors we used last week, right? In regards to the fiery furnace. The boys are headed that way. These three guys. You will never go into the fiery furnace if you're married to your theology. You've got to be married to your master, who's Jesus Christ. Okay? All right, here we go. Daniel chapter 3. Let's check this out. Oh, by the way, young people, take it easy, okay? I mean, y'all see me quite a bit all week long, so you may not like it too much going, man, I didn't come here to sweat. Well, if you took a shower, you're going to be okay. (laughs) But if you didn't have a shower this morning, it could get hot in here. But let's go ahead and accept this message also, adults, that this is also about us for us. It's not just for the teenagers. By the way, if you're willing to talk to teenagers, show them how you walk as a believer. All right? One of the difficulties I had when I was a teenager was I had a hard time listening to adults who said all the right things but walked opposite of what they said. And I think that's still true for young people today. They'll listen if they can see it. But if your walk doesn't match your talk, they're out the door. Okay? How do you know that they're out the door? Well, they just grab their phone and they start doing their thing. Like, did you not know I checked out on you? Come on, church. They will check out on you and you can be right beside them. here are some young men that did not check out. Check this story out. Daniel chapter 3, verse 4. Then the herald, that would be a big mouth. I like to break it down sometimes. Loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. Are you all ready? Bullies have always been here. 
I mean, I am a little amazed at how we are now putting our eyes on an issue that's always been upon a part of human nature. We just did a big anti-bullying program last week for all of our students at the middle school and high school. That's good, but bullies have always been around. That's the nature of Lucifer. <laughs> so there's a, there's a command that goes out, okay? We're going to tell you what to do when we show you what we want done. Make sure you do it, okay? There are going to be those who are going to try to command others. Here's what I want you to remember out of verse 3. Everyone is listening to someone. Who are you listening to? Have you got that? Everybody in this room listens to someone. I hope that you're willing to listen to him before them. Because we could could lead you astray. Because we're human beings. (laughs) We are all clay pots. And he is the potter. So there will be those in your life who are going to command you. And they're going to give you orders. Take it before the throne and see if it matches up with the orders of the kingdom. And if it doesn't, become rock solid. Verse 5. So this loudmouth, I try to use terms sometimes that young people go, yeah, I know what that's like. There's a lot of them out there on the campus. Loudmouth people, okay? Always running that mouth. Have no game, but boy, they got a mouth. Hello? Hello? This is not a practice message like I'm standing in here with nobody here. I, I, I love response, okay? Like, boo, no, I don't think so. Thanks for letting us know who you are. Verse 5. So this loudmouth person's not done. As soon as you hear the sounds of all these instruments, now listen to the command, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Okay? So that our young people can tag in. King Nebuchadnezzar, years and years ago, was a part of where Iraq is today. Iraq, Iran, all that area. Okay? That's where these guys are. That's where these young men are. So now the order is, When you hear this signal and you hear the sound, you know what time it is. Hey, I got to throw this down. Sorry, Joshua. We had a little debate about this. Friday night, it was crazy in the gym. Packed. And what really caused it to get crazy is when they put the music on between games or at halftime. You all don't want me to embarrass myself for you, right? But, man, the kids were out there and they were doing their thing. Not on the court, on the sideline. Just dancing, and I'm not against dancing, but I'm saying they were having fun. They were doing their thing, right? Here's the command. The command is this. When you hear this music, when you hear these sounds, we want you to fall down, and we want you to worship the image of gold. Not only will you have people who are going to give you commands, there are going to be people who will lead by example, and they're always compromising. Mm. Hello? (laughs) that's how you'll know the command is not very strong. Because Jesus Christ doesn't compromise when he gives us his word. And in a moment, you're going to see what these boys do. And I know 12 o'clock's coming in, but I'm not going to finish the message just because. Okay? College football comes and goes. 
But those who walk with the Lord remain forever. Not only with their legacy on this earth, but in the life to come. Gosh, I wish I could have some quarterbacks in here right now across the college campus so I could give them some information about legacy. It's not just what you do out on the field. It's not just what you do on the court. It's who you are in the community. I know some of you are being able to tag that right there and go, I know who he's talking about. We need to. I was in Gainesville last Sunday afternoon. I'm talking about those who compromise. And by the way, sometimes when we know we've done the wrong thing, the quickest thing for us to do is to say, I'm sorry. Saying I'm sorry doesn't change my character until I repent. There were many times when I was a teenager, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not that I was strong like them, but when I knew I'd done something wrong, I would say, God, will you forgive me? I'm sorry. But I never used the word repent, because repent means change. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Come on, church. Not only will there be people who are going to give you commands, there are going to be people who are going to put you in compromising positions. So let's talk about music for a moment. I'm not really into all that's out there now, so I'm behind in that category. But it was music that brought me into a lifestyle of compromise. I was big into rock and roll. I was big into all of that in the late 50s and the 60s. I was huge into all that stuff. Music can bring you to a place of compromise. That's why he was the worship leader before he went through the goalpost of life. He was the worship leader in heaven. Come on, church. So you might want to be able to check out what you're listening to and then check out who's doing the singing and see if you really uh, go along with their lifestyle. Because I would give you group after group and some of those rock stars. And no, I really didn't like the way they lived. I just liked all that stuff. Come on. Music will cause you to compromise. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Well, oh well. That great book that was written by a pretty cool author, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Right now, I'm probably not real good on that side of the ledger. But biblically, I'm solid as a rock. Because as I look back through my life, and I, I still love music, and I love roman, romantic music, but some of that stuff that I got into led me places I should have never been. Can I get a witness anywhere from someone that's 21 and above going, uh-huh, I know what he's talking about. I don't like it. I don't like what he's saying, but I know he's telling the truth. Okay. Hey, listen to me. The first time you see me lying up here, hit the door and don't come back. Because I'm not the man you want to be around. Ooh, how about that? That's called accountability on earth because I'm going to be accountable up there. Come on. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie up here on this platform. I'm not going to lie to you and say, man, it doesn't matter how you live. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What you do today may not show up for five years, but it could. And when it does, it might cost you your next position. Hello? Can I say Tennessee one more time in regards to Ohio State? Can I tell you one more time about a coach? Can I tell you? How are you listening this morning? Don't put yourself in a compromising position or situation. These guys would not buy into it. Please don't sell out today. This world is so temporary. Listen real close, verse 5. I want you to get this thought. Everyone is called to worship. 
Who or what are you worshiping? Everybody worships. Did you know that? <laughs> we really do. We do worship. And it's not, worshiping is not always about singing. It's about acknowledging what's important in your life. Hello? Hello? Do I have any false images in my mind or in my heart that God is still trying to, would you get that out of there, son? I've been talking to you about this, and it's going to ruin the pot. Will you please get that out of there? I'm speaking to you, my son, my child. Will you listen to me? I can't hear you, Lord. Hello? Verse 6. <laughs> Verse 6. Loud mouth is still talking. Back from verse 3, whoever does not fall down in worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Wow, that's huge. That is huge. Listen, in the midst of fiery trials, you will always find several, maybe many, who will absolutely go, you know what? I'm not buying it, and I'm going to obey God. I'm going to obey God. Come on now. Here's the thought I want you to think about as we move on through the story. Everyone is obeying either the natural or the spiritual. Who are you obeying this morning? Everybody in here. And that's a word we don't even like. We do not like the word obedience. We don't like that. Not in the natural. But everybody in here, starting from the platform all the way through, down the hallway, over into the... Everybody obeys. You're either obeying your flesh your mind, your will, or you're obeying God. But everybody obeys. Let me put it this way. And I don't mean anything derogatory by it. You're either a slave unto unrighteousness or you're a slave unto righteousness. That was a little bit of theology out of the book of Romans. Everybody serves either unrighteous things or righteous things. Every day. Every day. So I have to get the pitchfork out, and I got to go with my grandfather down to the farm, and I got to go into the barn, and we got to start cleaning it out. I'm not talking about the barn anymore. I'm talking about my mind. I'm talking about my heart. And I've got to clean out some things that I have been yielding to that I have no business yielding to. Come on, church. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, my goodness. What young men? Let's go to verse 13 through 15, please. And don't get scared when people fly into a rage. That's not new. Oh, my God. They've got an anger problem. Oh, they need to go see a counselor. Well, why don't you go tell Nebuchadnezzar that? Look what the word says. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage. Man, anger's always been around. What they've done is they've just made it so modern so they can make some money. Through the years, and I've been a part of counseling for many, many years, the only way you become whole and healthy in counseling is to have the ultimate counselor help you. Do you understand that most counselors are in it to make money? Okay, I just got to make sure. Just like most coaches are not in it for student athletes, they're in it for themselves. Good preaching, Pastor. Now I see all the Division I coaches just getting up and walking out. I don't mean this congregation. They don't want to hear that. (laughs) Let me just play for a moment. May I play for a moment? We want our kids to give their very best, but we're demanding high dollars. That's a great example for our kids, isn't it? 
Come on now. It's hot in here, and the doors aren't even open. It's difficult being a man of God. It's difficult to be a woman of God. It's not easy to speak the truth, walk the truth, live the truth. It's much easier to lose your cool and go into a rage. (laughs) And he ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought before him. And so when they brought him in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my God or to worship the gold statue I've set up? Watch this, girls, ladies. I really love you. What if you really love me? You'll go to bed with me. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made. Love is never on that kind of display. Connecting the scripture to the illustration I just gave. So the devil will give you another shot at it. But you're going to play on his terms. (laughs) I will give, who are you Nebuchadnezzar? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made. Now when you hear the sound of the musical instruments, But if you refuse, boys, if you refuse, you're going to be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? There are power-hungry people. They've always been there. (laughs) When will we go back to the book of Ecclesiastes and hear the man of God say, there's nothing new under the sun? There's always been power freaks. People that are so insecure, so insufficient within themselves, they play that card every day. (laughs) Let me read that scripture again. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Can I just move forward real quick? Are you with me? Do you all understand that Nebuchadnezzar ended up out in the pasture eating like a cow? His hair long. Y'all remember? That story's in there. I think there might be a God bigger than you, Neb. I think there might be one just a little bit more powerful than you, Neb. Let me talk to the young people for just a moment, and time is moving quickly. There will always be those who will try to intimidate you. There are even ministers of the gospel who try to do that and sway people. Man, I don't want to sway you for a half hour. Man, I want you to walk with Christ for a lifetime. And that's your choice. That's your decision. But you can't do it without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Just like student athletes can't play football without equipment, you can't live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Tell you something else I've learned somewhere in this thing called life. Not only do we need, are you here this morning? Not only do we need the empowering of the Holy Spirit, every day you need to put the armor on. Let's walk through it real quick. I do it every day because there are slayers out there. There are power brokers out there. So every day I'm reminded of what Paul said to the church at Ephesus. Put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the good news shoes, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. Get dressed. That didn't, take, that didn't take 30 seconds to do that. How many are willing to do that starting today? Get dressed. Good job. Some hands went up. Good job. Right, let's go back over it again. Put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the good news shoes. I'm a peacemaker, not a troublemaker. 
the helmet of salvation so that the thoughts will always be from him and not from them. And I lift up the shield of faith so the fiery darts have that to hit. And then above all, I take the sword, which is the word of God, and I speak God's word over my life. So old Neb says, you know what? Nobody's as powerful as I am. I'm a bully. <laughs> Here's what I want you to think about. Everyone will bow before power. Who are you bowing to? I just want to encourage you to bow before the Lord. I don't want you to bow before me. I don't want you to give any, no. I just want you to bow before the Lord and say, you know what? That baby in that, oh yeah, little cradle, that really was the king that you heard sung about just before the message. So verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Y'all realize that's like going before the President of the United States. (laughs) Mr. President, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. How about that? They were given no respect, but still they showed respect. Man, this has probably been more of a teaching than a preaching this morning. I cannot tell you how many teenagers have said to me, I'll show respect when I get respect. Well, how about that against the word of God right there, ladies and gentlemen? They were getting no respect, but yet they gave respect. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Respect starts here, not out there. Woo. Now, pride starts here. <laughs> but even if he does not, we want you to know, Mr. President, Your Majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. Woo! That's some bad boys right there. <laughs> some bad boys. I have to confess, young people, I was not that type of a teenager. I would have wilted underneath that. I would have melted underneath that. Wait till I tell you what the Lord gave to me last Sunday as we walked out of here. By the way, how many like to go to movies? By the way, this is not a time to catch you. I love going to movies. And I can't wait for Winston Churchill's movie to come out, uh, Our Darkest Hour, because I'm a history buff, and I want to go watch that movie. So I wasn't trying to catch you. But it's amazing how we can go to an athletic event, we can go to the mall, and we can go to movies, and we can listen to music, and we'll talk all about that. But bring out God's Word and preach God's Word, people don't have anything to say about it afterwards. Unless it's condemnation on the Word or the pastor. But I was walking out last Sunday, and I gave it to Robin when I got home, and I'm going to give it to all of our young people. And now I understand how I failed as a pastor's kid in a godly home. Wait till I tell you how I failed and why I always came under the majesty of the culture. Man, the Spirit of the Lord's here. I always yielded to the majesty of the culture. And I went to church every Sunday and Wednesdays and Sunday night. Oh, God, I got to go to church this morning for an hour. Oh, my God. Man, we have to go to Sunday school, morning service. Then we came back for our youth program. And then we had evening service. You'd have thought I at least would have gotten something. But I was bound to the majesty of the world. And playing the game in the church. Because my dad was a pastor. Hello. (laughs) Remember the old show, To Tell the Truth? 
That's what's happening up here right now, to tell the truth. So, Mr. President, or Your Majesty, we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. Listen real close. There will be those that God brings into your life who are rock solid. But note this, if you will, please. Not everyone you meet is rock solid. I'll help people who are building in the sand, but I'm not staying there because the storms are coming. And we should know that better than anybody living in Florida. The worst place to be during hurricane season is on the beach, especially if we've been told to get off the beach. I bet you think I'm talking about the weather. Nope, talking about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Well, 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 we're almost there. Nebuchadnezzar was furious. Oh, it stepped up another level. Tier one, anger. Tier two, tier. I love to listen to counselors as they go through all of this stuff. It's like, come on, man, just give me the word. The word will tell me exactly what I need to do. Because <laughs> he is the counselor. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 19, was furious. Furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude changed. Might want to note that. Watch people's attitudes. They'll tell you everything about their footsteps. Anybody? Okay. Watch people's attitudes. It'll tell you everything about their footsteps. So last weekend, of course I watch. I want to see. I want to, you say you're a leader. That's all I've heard for five years. Let me see how well you lead. So I'm watching JT Barrett when he was injured last weekend. And he's not able to get back into the game. I'm not really talking about sports. And I wanted to see how he was going to treat the freshman who took his position. We're okay until somebody takes our position. Woo, baby. And I wanted to see when they were on the sideline together if he was going to be the leader and coach him up because he's the freshman, he's the senior. Is he going to help this kid? He sure did. Are y'all here? Whew. That's what God wants all of us to do. Many of us have walked with God for at least five years. We've got to help the new ones coming in. And we've got to make sure we keep a positive attitude as they're coming. (laughs) And his attitude changed. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. I want to say he was really honked off. I was going to use a different term. He was jacked up. How dare you, punk? You three little teenage boys, how dare you try to make me look like that in front of my nation? (laughs) And he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. I'll show you. I hear that all the time on the campus. You want to throw down? You want to fight? Come on, church. (laughs) So these men wearing their robes and trousers and turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. How many know that this really happened? Mm -hmm. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers. Who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell fell into the blazing furnace. 
I know this is not popular at all, and I understand what many of us here out there in social media and also on TV stations and Christian programs, but I have good news for you. Persecution is a part of Christianity. I don't go looking for it, but I'm just going to tell you, if you truly walk with the Lord, there will be things that will upset your apple cart. Persecution is a part of the faith. Here we go, down the stretch. Verse 24, he was amazed and asked his advisors, O Nebuchadnezzar, weren't there three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. Well, he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire. What? Let me count that again. One this isn't chemistry, and it's not biology, and it's, it's not pre-algebra. And it, let me count that again. One, two, three, four. Four? I only put three in there. And they were bound, and now what are they doing walking around in there? <laughs> walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. <laughs> in persecution, get this if you will, in persecution you can experience the presence of God. In persecution, you can experience the presence of God. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.